We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning, America. This is Gun Owners News Hour, and let me take a real quick moment to welcome WJNT, 1180 AM News Talk out of Jackson, Mississippi. They, too, have joined the Gun Owners News Hour family, and I, I, I certainly appreciate it. I always like it when I get a news station. That's really, really cool for me. It's very cool for me. So let's, uh, let's look at two... Uh, Headlines recently within a day of each other. October 5th, 2022, New York Post. States with a relaxed concealed carry law see spike in violent crime. <laughs> From uh, the CDC, October 4th, 2022. CDC data shows constitutional carry states have fewer total and gun-related homicides. Well, sure to God, it can't be both at the same time. Maybe they're talking different things, violent crimes versus homicides. Yet those two typically track each other and constitutional carry, which is actually permitless carry is the ultimate relaxed concealed carry law. According to another study published November 16th by American journal of public health of all places, over 6 million gun owners in 2019 were carrying legally daily and 31 million at least monthly. And that's twice as many as in 2015 and even more were carrying without permits where permits were required. The whole issue has gotten confused, which benefits those who would restrict our right to bear arms. Now, the first study, published September 20th by the John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, reviewed 36 states with their definition of loose and carry laws anywhere, anytime between 1980 and 2019. Their data came from the uh, FBI Uniform Crime Reports and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, National Center for Health Statistics. They report that in 34 of those states, assaults using firearms increased more than 10%. The finding is specific to where the gun purchases became allowed for those convicted of violent misdemeanors, not all other measures of looser carry laws. And the Hopkins study excludes Kansas and Missouri due to other significant firearm laws changing around the same time. Their advanced statistical controls were synthetic or constructed by the researchers who predicted crime rates derived from data from eight states that had restrictive permitting requirements. Interestingly, 
homicides not using firearms increased nearly 9% by the same measures during the same period. Now, what's wrong with this picture? It sounds yeah, sort of impressive, but it and the data should be authorita- authoritative. There were four shall issue states in 1980, only one permitless state, 24 may issue, and 21 no issue states in 1980. The rest didn't allow concealed carry, and many of the may issue states did not issue permits in practice. By 2019, there were 42 shall issue states and 16 permitless states. By that standard, 20 states loosened their laws during that time period. So the major changes occurred in 15 states with more minor changes elsewhere. Lots of changes in firearm laws occurred, not not to mention policing and uh, justice practices. Social and economic forces occur through time in all states. And that's why it becomes so hard to pin down any any significant change in any consequence from certain kinds of law variables. Advanced are not... Synthetic controls based on eight states that had restrictive permitting requirements in place throughout the study period means the authors were free to define the standards against which they measure results artificially. The best controls are the same places being studied before and after changes. They're finding that homicides by firearm increased only about 1% compared to other methods of homicide shows a minimal at best difference attributable to the loosened crimes committed with firearms or the loosened carry laws. That tiny difference is the only finding there and assuming everything else stands up to scrutiny, which we can't assume that. Now, second report is the kind of thing anyone who's sufficiently interested can do. The doctors for responsible gun ownership, they look up CDC and FBI statistics all the time, just as Constantinos Moros, an attorney who works with the California Rifle and Pistol Association, recently did. Today, in 2022, 25 states offer permitless carry, and all others are required to shall issue carry permits, though some are still fighting against the Bruin ruling on this. So a lot has changed in relaxing carry law to date. Moros was able to find near-complete national data for 2020, when our tragic violent crime and homicide trends began rising. And he looked at the rates of homicides and specifically those involving firearms in the 16 states that then allowed permitless carry. Those states had an overall homicide rate of 6.9 per 100,000 compared to a national average then of 7.5. That's despite several high outliers for violence, Mississippi 1, Missouri and Arkansas with rates of 19.4, 13.1 and 12.2. And not to our surprise, the average rate of homicide using guns in permitless states was 5.3 compared to the national average of 5.9. You could possibly conclude from that that making a gun easier to acquire and carry legally makes society more secure. And there's also a cross-sectional study uh, comparing states with varying gun laws at a single time. The first study was longitudinal, looking at states through time. Normally, the latter approach is most meaningful, comparing a slight, any geographic area to its history. But the synthetic control did not. But the differences Moros found of 0.6 per 100,000 in each case, that's not dramatic. And as always, it is almost, it's most certain to conclude that the spread of the permitless carry has not caused any increase in homicide rates, either with or without firearms. But this is a simpler, more straightforward look at reality not some sort of synthetic control, not dependent on confusing statistical analysis 
based upon flawed methods. And Morris's results are clear. Free or carry rights do not produce anything resembling the bloodbaths the gun control industry predicts and may actually improve a citizen's uh, safety. Incidentally, Carl Moody of the uh, College of William and Mary in Williamsburg found in 2021 that in the 13 states adopting permitless carry from 2003 through 2019, there was a statistically significant drop in overall murder rate and a drop, though statistically insignificant, in overall violent crime rates. He evaluated violent crimes, police officer killings, and fire homicide along with the overall murder rates. You know what? Uh, This is what it boils down to. When you look at stats when it involves a civilian carrying a gun, like the primary stat that is most interesting is 82% of the time, we know that when somebody presents a gun, they're not going to pull the trigger. Used to be in the 90s, but with this uptick in crime now, people are having to pull the trigger because some of these perpetrators are crazy. They keep coming. But... The glaring statistic is that civilian defenders are very accurate with their weapon. They only shoot the wrong person 2% of the time. And when I say that only, that's compared to police in the United States shooting the wrong person 12% of the time. There's a lot of factors involved in that. Police are reactive, they're getting there. A police officer, when they get a call for a man with a gun, they get to drive there from wherever they are, uh, anticipating what they're going to get there with. And by the time they get there, those guys are pretty jacked up because they're just human guys. They're just human. And um, the uh, civilian defender is most of the time going on instinct. Nobody, I've never seen anybody that has actually, well, that's not true because Jaeger used to see this, and I think some uh, other instructors I know of, they've had people that have actually had to defend themselves with their weapons. But most of the people that really, 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 really train are so aware of their surroundings that they avoid that kind of trouble. But maybe, just maybe, American citizens can be trusted to do the right thing with the guns that an ever-increasing number of them cling to. Because the government, all the government's got is, uh, you know, we want we, we want to be in charge of everything you got. We want uh, we want to disarm you. There's fewer police, and we're not going to keep the criminals in jail. As a matter of fact, we're not even going to charge them. We just want there to be chaos. And you stand in the breach, of course. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is Gun Owners News Hour. People in the firearms community are passionate. They are. Anti-civil rights extremists love to paint the NRA as an all-powerful lobbying boogeyman. But in reality, their donations are chump change compared to other uh, interest groups. The power of the NRA has always been in the people. And... A surprising for however many gun owners are in the United States today, which I think is ticking upwards between 130 and 150 million. Uh, some of these organizations should be gigantic, but even when they're not, even when they're not, people are not a member of these organizations. Gun owners are engaged and are often single issue voters. And this passion is stupendous, but it can also result in some negative effects on gun culture. Because we're all alphas. We're all alphas. And we all think that we have the answer. And I am not one of the ones that I've, I, I uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm pragmatic. What I look at is what is going to achieve what I'm looking to do. Some of the negative effects started to crop up as soon as the unconstitutional, unreasonable, illogical, and downright silly brace rule was announced by the ATF. And the negative effect is infighting, and as soon as the ATF announced the possibility of free tax stamps, it became a target. Lines were drawn between those who celebrated the chance to stamp 50 lowers for free and those who hold a hard line against any kind of compliance. Now, the memes are flying and angry social media posts are being tossed back and forth. And honestly, I see both sides of the argument. I don't like compliance either. But I have one weapon. Well, okay, so I have two Ronies that I paid for and I'm going to keep. And I have one AR that Spikes Tactical made for me that I call the truck gun. And, uh, it has a pistol brace on it. And I want to keep it. 
And I have wanted to stamp that gun and SBR before this ever happened. I just haven't ever done it. So, and and the, there's a few reasons for it. First of all, those uh, those arm braces are rubber, and they give, and they're they're they they move, and all this other stuff. And I want something a little more rigid. I want to be able to stick it on my shoulder without having to worry about if I'm being filmed on it, or if I'm showing it off or whatever. And I don't want some ATF dude rolling up on me, giving me a bunch of junk. I don't want to see some off-duty police officer come up wanting to know if I have the paperwork for it. And the problem with the infighting is we expend so much more energy going at each other than we ignore the actual, you know, we're ignoring the gun grabbers and the ATF during their work. For every 50 comment back and forth argument on Instagram or Twitter, you could have sent letters to your state and federal representatives because this is going to be where it, where it occurs. This is going to be where we push the ATF out of the way. Gun owners putting in a ton of effort fighting with each other does nothing to advance the main goal of defeating that overreach. Now, I do not support the ATF rule. I do not. I'm just going to try to make the best of what is right now currently a bad situation because I'm not going to get on a pro- I'm not going to become a prohibited person. I am not. I am not. Um there's also the argument that if we actually register anywhere from 3 to 40 million braced pistols, that could be considered in common use, which that will be coming up too. But then again, I'm not a legal scholar. But on the flip side, the hardline no compliance side has a great point. Mass noncompliance by somewhere between 3 and 40 million people would we create a massive issue for the ATF in future rulemaking. And at the same time, there are folks who live in states who prohibit short-barreled rifles outright. They have no option but to resist or destroy, turn in, or debrace their weapons. So both sides have valid points. Anytime we waste fight, fighting each other, still time wasted. And I'm betting the gun community's descent into infighting over the brace rule has taken some of the steam out of the fight against the ATF and the Biden administration. You know, And here's a proposal for you. Let's all mind our own business on this. Let's just stop. Let people make their own decisions. Instead of banging out a hundred different comments and a social media argument, write a letter to your Congress critter, to your governor, to every elected official you can think of, to your attorney general. There are plenty of people who own brace pistols that aren't part of the larger gun community who likely have no idea what's going on right now. Spend your time and energy informing them instead of us screeching at one another. Encourage friends and family to write their representatives to educate advocate and inform instead of fighting and remember emails are great but so are snail mail paper letters phone calls and constant activism and be the squeaky wheel in your rep's ear opposing the atf's draconian unconstitutional brace rule you might be part of the group that thinks brace pistols are stupid all the way around and you are entitled to that opinion and i completely respect it but i don't see this as a fight to preserve braces See it as a fight against the ATF's overreach and the Biden administration's attempt to strangle your Second Amendment right. You know, I don't own a 50 BMG rifle either. And I fight every day to preserve the right for you to have one and me to have one in case I ever want to buy one. The brace rule is well worth fighting against. It's worth organizing and it's worth resisting. It's also worth contributing to the gun rights orgs that are fighting this out in the courts. 
So we need to we need to take a moment and sit back and understand what's going on. We don't need to be looking at each other. We don't. We need to be looking at the ATF. If we were to all actively focus on the source of our pain and look at all the things they've done in the past about that and, uh, you know, we have an opportunity here. This could absolutely take the NFA all the way out. It could take SBRs off of it because it's silly that they're on there in the first place. It could take uh, it could take suppressors out of it because it's all about common use. And remember, in Massachusetts, a a, a I think it was a federal court that decided that two hundred thousand stun guns constituted common use. Remember what the Bruin decision said, and just. You know, let's just go with that. Let's just have that and go with it and and let this happen. You know, if I go out and do the form one and then I get the brace, I, I, I put a stock on it and then I have my stamp and I've got to do that for the Ronies too, which I won't be able to put a stock on those because I don't know how I would. And then uh, let's see, then I'll have uh, three SBRs, even though one is two are, are plastic husks. And I will, uh, I will, uh, you know, and then if they all of a sudden get turned away, if Matt Gates were to be successful in, you know, dissolve the ATF or something, well, that's all good. I've, I'm already in place. I've already got my stuff in place. So let's stop this example of overreach by the federal government. Take it and run with it. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. Well, we've got to see the body cam footage of the Paul Pelosi hammer attack. You know, the thing we're supposed to be apologizing for. And I don't know. I, it's like I, I'm going, my gosh, I was always telling fake stories about wolves. Calling people, I was telling them to racist. And then some wolves really have shown up and none of those racists believe me. You know, that kind of nonsense. They finally got around to releasing the 911 call and body cam footage from the Paul Pelosi hammer attack. And now the left is demanding an apology from everyone who refused to accept their twisted Swiss cheese narrative about the whole attack. And there are still unanswered questions, which no one would be asking if the regime media not tried to blame conservatives 
for the actions of the Berkeley nudist. The, the cop body cam footage appears to show a nut and his victim and not much more. Yet, there's a lot of speculation early on about what really happened, partly from the fact that the stories being pushed by the regime were contradictory or, or uh, incomplete or, or maybe just bizarre, but mostly because we've been lied to so often that the regime no longer gets the benefit of the doubt. You know, like they say, the sun came up today. I'm like looking out the window. So some guy walks into the house of the woman who's third in line of the presidency and whacks her hubby in the skull. I know it's San Francisco, but that's weird even for Hobo City. Not that the speculation people engaged in what was was utterly insane, because after all, once or twice dudes have gotten together for some sexy antics while the wife is away at the city in the city by the bay. Occasionally, people have partaken of controlled substances in Frisco. And Paul Pelosi has been known to enjoy the occasional snifter of port. But in the absence of answers and a tsunami of stories that do not make sense, some people are going to fill in the blanks and it might not be pretty. Mad about that? Too bad. The only rational response from regular people when faced with this kind of a bizarre tale about one of our putative betters is to reject anything the elite tries to tell us. And all we get from it are lies. Like the Hunter Laptop, Russian collusion, MAGA extremists, normal people who own guns have blood on their hands. You are racist. You are sexist. You are transphobic again. You are racist again. Everything that comes out of these uh, out of the filthy pie holes of these jerks is a lie and a scam and yet we're supposed to not only trust their ever changing and utterly insane story du jour and the and is important we are not only supposed to blindly believe but also to accept our own personal complicity in this whole John Henry scenario Yes, this was on us, they insisted. As, as the real story was being obscured, the left was actively promoting that this was some sort of MAGA, right-wing Jesus, gun-conservative, Republican, NRA guy narrative. So in other words, they were engaged in actively lying about the provenance of the mutant illegal alien who their perverted Petri dish of Bay Area social pathologies has, hath created. Are you, dirtbags, going to apply, uh, apologize to us? No. So if that's the case, you'd best not hold your breath. Waiting on me to say sorry. I'm not sorry. The regime brought this on itself, not only through its track record of lies, but its total refusal to hold leftist or leftist adjacent family members accountable for their actions. People believe the worst about the regime because the regime is the worst. And if they and if their story, and again, if it was not just one story, but a bunch of different versions of this tale, was true, true-ish, or even true-curious, then that's the first time in years that something they have told us was not outright Adam Schiff. But it appears that maybe to the extent that their story was that some guy broke in and attacked the guy with a hammer for no good reason, and that there were no erotic or dope-fueled tangents involved, they were generally right about that part, but they were also consciously lying by blaming us for it at the same time, and yet we were supposed to defer to them. We were supposed to take their word that this guy was an innocent victim. Nah, that's not going to happen. Because you lost your benefit of the doubt privileges. There are consequences that come from lying to us all the time. 
And this situation casts a spotlight on them. You cannot lie to us and expect us to choose to buy the story that you prefer. (laughs) No, the void that honesty and trust used to fill now gets filled with something else. And in this case, speculation that this was a close encounter of the kinky kind. And now they want apologies. And what do they want us to apologize for, for not believing them? I'm not sorry about that. Not believing them is standard operating procedure. It is the only rational and reasonable response to an elite, and it's toadies fibbing to us about anything and everything. We should just trust them. They want our trust. No. They shattered that with their figurative mallet every time they lied to us for short-term advantage. Do you remember the 50 national security pros insisting that Hunter's laptop is Russian disinformation? Well, I do. They want an apology from us for not believing them. And I hope they're not driving because they might be hammered. I mean, it sounds like they're sort of drunk to me, to be honest with you. I don't expect the regime media to change anytime soon. I don't expect the left to change anytime soon. They are consumed wholly and completely and singularly with being in control of everything about your life. Everything you do, everything you think, everything you say, everything you own, everything you buy, and certainly how much money that you go out and generate yourself that you get to keep. And with that, comes a few issues because that kind of control is not easily won against a bunch of people that could be armed. Now, as they do, they will lie all the time, every time, in order to gain a temporary advantage. They do it all the time. Every time they pass some little gun control thing that they know is going to get pushed back on, They get a temporary advantage, and they get it for a very short term, and I I think they're almost willing to to go with it that way. I think they're willing to to just accept that as uh, the way it is. That is not going to solve anything. We should be very concerned (laughs) anywhere. I mean, you got a 40-something-year-old guy who's a Berkeley nudist, and he walks into the house of the third in line for the presidency and attacks the third in line of for the presidency's husband with a hammer. Now, I'm not worth anything compared to the Pelosi family. But I have surveillance cameras. Where are their survey where's the surveillance camera footage of this? How did he get into the house? Why haven't we gotten to see that? Do they not have a ring cam at, at the Shea Pelosi? Do they not have a camera out looking over their uh, over you know over the backyard with the pool and over the over the driveway and out in the out in I'm sure what are very spacious and well manicured gardens? What what are they doing? Why haven't we seen that? Instead, what we see is a just a guy, two guys with their hands on a hammer, and uh, a police officer says, "Put the hammer down." And the guy, one of the guys with the hammer, the young guy that has the handle says no, snatches it, and then, uh, well, he clocks, clocks Paul Pelosi in the back of the head with it. Pelosi isn't moving when he goes down. That had to be a horrendous crack over the skull. So 
I'm not apologizing for that. I didn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't you either. It wasn't you either. The, the, the part that is beginning to really wear on my, and I think it is wearing on your patience too, 99.9% uh, .9 of us don't do these things. It's actually 99.9999. It's a very small portion of people that actually get out and do these kind of things and have these kind of things happen to us. Now, we know, based upon the CDC data, that you know, 6,000 times a day you're stopping this kind of stuff. We know that. We'll be right back. This is Gun Owners News Hour. time let's do it this is gun owners news hour um california uh has had some incidents recently and so the and and, and dan zimmerman and i talked about this on uh, lock and load uh in california they they used to call these things a blue ribbon panel but now they're just subject matter experts and they're explaining why california is still rife with gun violence despite some of the most stringent gun laws in the country now, that's all because of me and you, because of the right to keep and bear arms. This is according to ABC News. Many of the current laws were enacted within the past several years. Well, you know. Still, the question is why? Why indeed? A photo included in the article for gives all of us non-experts a clue. Candlelight vigil protesters with a sign that screams, the problem is guns. <laughs> and of course it isn't. You don't need to be an expert to demonstrate why. Take the combined mem membership of all the national and state gun rights groups and you have a population of several million, arguably the most heavily armed civilian population on the planet. And inarguably the most peaceable. Acts of armed violence attributable to their criminal activities and rates are virtually non-existent. And with the desperate push on, on and by the government and the mainstream media to smear heritage Americans as hate-filled extremists, if an NRA member were involved in an armed robbery, a drive-by, or a mass shooting, that we would hear about that for every every day for a year. That said, a real expert has weighed in, and his findings confirm this. And you know, we're talking about economist and author John Lott of the Crime Prevention Research Center. He has a new paper demonstrating a fundamental reality that those behind uh, the citizen disarmament agenda refuse to acknowledge: murder isn't a nationwide problem it's a problem in a small set of urban areas and to paraphrase democrat strategist james carville's slogan about the economy it's the criminals stupid being so far off the mark as is it any surprise that the useful idiots promoting an agenda to disarm their countrymen don't know what they're talking about and those using them know exactly what they're talking about and they're counting on lies being swallowed whole and spread. So what is it, you know, what is it that the gun control, gun controllers say they want? Well, 
They want the usual. They want to ban semi-autos, which is how I, it's, is it, if it's not 95% of all guns sold nowadays, I'd be surprised. All semi, I mean, most pistols out there today are semi-autos. There's a few, I've got a revolver over there. I've got one. Everything else is a semi-auto. They want to ban magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. They want waiting periods. They want no private sales. They want no DIY guns. They want due process free red flag edicts. They want to deny rights to young adults. They want to lock up your safety requirements. They want to pur- they want purchase limits. They want prior restraint tests to exercise a right. No bearing arms unless approved by the state enforcers. And that list is probably incomplete it, it, because it will never be completed. Every time they pass an infringement, it will fail. And then they will have to come back for more infringements. They always are going to have to add to it and demand more. And none of them will ever go on record defining what they consider to be enough. And that's because the calculating behind behind the useful idiots want it all. And that's why they're called totalitarians. Now, I said something uh, last week on Lock and Load that what they ought to do is they ought to just come right out and say and do what they want to do, which is ban all guns for civilians. Let's go ahead and let them throw it out there. And let's deal with that now. Now, Newsom and the experts admit that no law is going to solve all of this, and they have no shortage of excuses to nonetheless press on. And when talking about background checks, their admissions get downright ironic ironic at the point of surreal. Like, in addition, at-risk purchasers could be answering questions on the background check untruthfully, especially questions regarding substance abuse and mental health problems said Lori Post, director of the Bueller Center for Health uh, Policy and Economics at Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine. I wonder if Lori and her fellow insulated ivory tower dwellers have ever heard the name Hunter Biden. This is what they wanted, too, by the way. The background check is a gun grabber proposition. This is exactly what they wanted to have happen. They got it. And and they knew it wasn't going to work, and that's why they keep coming back for more. Um, and they have heard of Hunter Biden, but none of that matters as far as these always pushing for more are concerned. Uh, the issue for them now is for the feds to impose California style restrictions on the rest of the Republic. Newsom was grousing for the cameras. We're supposed to be leading the world, not just responding to the ma- these mass crises and expressing damn prayers and condolences over and over and over again. Damn prayers such an interesting choice of words but they also show how the narrative promoted by confirmed prohibitionists like newsom is the same one being offered by those posing as moderate brokers of reasonable compromise what i call the kinder gentler citizen disarmament and consider these words from a recent email alert by 97 percent while we grieve with the victims and their families 97 percent doesn't want to engage in the thoughts and prayers chorus and I guess at least they didn't say damn. But it's fair to ask why some gun influencers by joining with the group are in effect le- legitimizing them with their followers. Like you, Rob Pincus. <laughs> it's also fair to ask how California, not that long ago reliably Republican for what that was worth, has so quickly and irreversibly become Democrat. And when are the national state groups that gun owners rely on for political leadership going to acknowledge what is making the outcome inevitable for the rest of the country? 
Well, like I said, John Lott pointed out that murders in the United States are very concentrated there, and they're becoming even more so. He also pointed out most counties experience no murders, a smaller subset of counties where there are a few murders, and then a minuscule subset of counties where murders are very common. But murder isn't a nationwide problem. It's a problem in a small set of urban areas, and even in those counties, murders are concentrated in small areas inside them, and any solution must reduce those murders. His paper begins with this quote, Murders in the United States are very concentrated. 2% of the counties had 56% of the murders in 2020. 52% of U.S. counties had zero murders. Now compare that to the way the anti-gunners first of all blame guns and then spread things out to create and spread deceptively inane memes like U.S. is global leader in gun violence and ownership. And states with weaker gun laws have higher rates of firearm-related homicides and suicides. Studies find, right? We already talked about that. But And remember that numbers and rates are two very different things. One death in a low population area registers as a higher rate than multiple deaths in a very high population area. And the gun banners count on that confusion as well. The third leg of that stool, and talk about an uh, apotrimentum considering it's a lie, is females at increased risk of at-home homicide by gun violence. Well, yeah, females and males in criminal households with the legal and moral distinction that guns especially stolen ones, aren't owned but possessed. And they are no doubt more likely to have all sorts of bad things happen to them. And it's also true that criminals will be criminals regardless of a state's gun or other laws. And California Governor Newsom has been signaling in a one-size-fits-all intent following recent rampage killings in a state held out by all of the leading gun-grab groups as the model for the rest of the country. The upshot? Well, uh, you know, not only is... What they have, not enough, but we won't see things turn around as long as other states are free to avoid restrictions. And that's a far cry from the web of deceit Barack Obama spun back when he's trying to scam Americans out of their guns and tried a completely different tack. What works in Chicago may not work in Cheyenne. But with the crime rate soaring 61% under Lori Lightfoot's administration, is it fair to ask exactly what the hell is it that works in Chicago? Chicago's got a lot of other issues just besides the crime. So, you know, the violence that we're seeing the uptick in is in a very small, it's in 2% of the counties in the United States. And that's going to be it for me. I, uh, you know, got to go get, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go get my back cracked or not, but in, in any in any event, you know, in any event, I will be back next week. You should do what you've been doing all along. Stay awake. Be aware. Carry your weapon everywhere you can. Always expect something bad to happen. And enjoy the the pleasant surprise when you just have a nice day. I will be back next weekend. Until then, this has been Gun Owners News Hour. T 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.